here we are. We are here. Are we here? We are here. It's the Shoot Brothers, the one and only Shoot Brothers, the wrestling podcast you all know and love. Hosted by myself, Mike the Shoot Shepherd, Cameron Snowstorm Osborne. Bang, bang. Flutter, 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 flutter. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, another week of professional wrestling. Lots of good action. Uh, no, uh, I mean, we're building towards the rumble here. We've got beach break coming up, but this is just a regular week. Uh, but it's, I mean, there's nothing really regular when it comes to wrestling. Every episode can be monumental. There's never anything, anytime, Mike, I ever want to just like kick my feet up, you know, uh, curl up with a good book, put on a warm house coat. The wrestling world just hops in there. There's never a break. There's never certainly a dull moment when it comes to uh, to the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast. You're right. The Royal Rumble's in a couple weeks. Revolution a couple weeks after that. We are hot off the shooties, uh, which then led me my. I mean, you know, the, the, the shooties just happened. But I do have to say, uh, we um, with with Mania coming up, we'll have our second round of prop bets. Prop bets. Oh yeah. Yes, yes. Of course, the um, you know, new categories can be added. Specific things. It's similar to a shooty, but uh, you know, it's, there's a more of a direct competition element to it all. Of yeah. course, anyone who can remember, Mike, I won uh, eight to four in uh, in last year's in last year's uh, prop bets type of categories. And yeah, uh, I think for me, my <laughs> biggest moment was. Uh, predicting the time almost to the minute yeah you were like you were you were uh the the length (laughs) yeah so it was you guessed 655 and the official runtime of the event was 655 59 so you were 59 seconds off yeah uh, which that's, that's going to be hard to top. That's well, yeah, that's going to be hard to top. But uh, <laughs> of course, the rumble because the rumble sparks the beginning of the uh, of the road. It's sign point in season. Sign point in season. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That's right. We haven't seen the sign yet. What's the logo going to be this year? I, I think they're going Are they to still avoiding numbers. I think they're going to Dallas now um, to Cowboy Stadium. Okay. I think or yeah, so uh, Arlington, Arlington, Texas. Yeah. Yeah, so I think they've already used a star, so maybe they'll use like the the, the cow skull or the bull skull. Maybe a a cowboy <laughs> hat, like a yeah, that too. You know, but probably pro- 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 we're we're definitely looking at those cowboys colors, so that kind of like navy blue, or like a regal blue and a yeah. silver. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we'll get to all that and more, but. Let's just go through our regular wrestling week. Yeah, let's get... Are we kicking off the way we normally do? We are kicking off... Well, we're kicking off with something, I'm telling you for sure. We were, um, This is going to be a wait on it, folks. Usually, we kick off the show with the Tweet of the Week champion. However, sometimes, if the tweet is pertinent to specific events, we will hold off on it just a little bit, just so there's no spoilers. <laughs> we can experience things in real time as they happen. Which is really important. Uh, so let's get into uh, our first wrestling show then, shall we? Because like we said, sign point in season is on the horizon. So that means we have some spots we still need to fill for this year's Rumble. So let's get into some SmackDown Live. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown. Starting off with the Usos coming out. 
uh, just kind of cutting a promo, putting themselves over because they're, I don't know, their title reign's getting pretty lengthy now, probably closing in on 200 days or so. And uh, they announced that there's going to be a fatal four way to determine their next contenders. And they introduced the teams uh, Los Lotharios, Cesaro, and Mansoor, Jinder Mahal, and Shanky, and the Viking Raiders. So. Mm. Not the stiffest competition. <laughs> oh, that groan. Yeah, I learned so many things in here. Uh, just even during the announcement. Like, one, since I didn't know Mansoor and Cesaro hung out, so that's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. Two, we're still waiting for Veer. And yeah, uh, three, Jinder Mahal is on SmackDown. So there was a lot of moving pieces. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, some weird stuff going on here, but uh, they just jump right into that match, and yeah, just lots of moving parts, like you said, and uh, as always, Cesaro, he deserves better. At first, when they were introduced, I was like, oh, they're going to bring the bar back, maybe Cesaro Sheamus, but mm-hmm. nah. Nah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> nothing too special here. Viking Raiders hit the Viking experience to get the win, and a title shot, which they probably won't win. Title shot. I think there may have been. Uh, I think there may have been two commercial breaks during this one. Yeah, they got a decent amount of time, but like I said, it was really nothing too memorable. No real crazy spots or anything. Just kind of competent wrestling. Competent wrestling. Isn't that all you can <laughs> expect from the tag team division? I mean, when you throw teams together like this, yeah. But. Oh, well, we go backstage where Naomi approaches Sonya Deville and says, uh, or Sonya's like, ah, you come walking in here with main character vibes, you're just an extra. So, I don't know, they just kind of, wasn't there something where, like, the heat was turning up throughout the show? And I don't know, it was kind of weird. I kept Sonya's getting- like, when I got this jacket on, you can't fight me, so... Naomi rigged the heating so it would get so hot she had to take off her oh, jacket. Oh, so she had to take the jacket off. <laughs> yeah, but... They didn't really play into it. Too they well. didn't. I don't know. No, you think that would have gone somewhere? But yeah, I think I think because we got uh, there's like a backstage segment and uh, eventually yeah, Adam Pierce is like t-shirt on and yeah, Sonya Deville those guns. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sonya Deville has like a uh, tie undone down a bit. Yeah, her vest, her little the vest. Yeah, but they could have definitely they they could have definitely played into you know like mascara running like the whole locker room <laughs> getting hot you know everyone's getting sweat stains just walking around yeah. uh you know commit commit guys come on oh well we've got the debut of yet another talk show at least i think this is the debut of uh in zane with sammy zane in uh, now in zane <laughs> i was like okay it sounds it sounds good in zane the membrane <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's got the, yeah, it's more creative than the Kevin Owens show. Yeah, or the electric chair. Yeah, but uh, anyways, he's out here, he's talking about being the number one contender for the Intercontinental title, in case you guys forgot, Uh, and then moves on to Johnny Knoxville and the Royal Rumble, and he's got this ramp set up right near the bottom of the ring, because he wants to do a big jackass-style stunt, so uh, he goes to the back, he comes out in this shopping cart with two random dudes pushing him, and he's got a helmet on, but he just keeps hesitating every time they're going, he keeps hesitating to do the jump, and he chickens out. Uh, so Rick Boog shows up, and he's cut his hair. 
So now he just looks even more. He's just super jacked Freddie Mercury there. <laughs> jacked uh, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah. it's it's a good look. Yeah, I mean, he either way, he's he's looking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nakamura shows up, hits him with a Kinsasha. Boogs picks up Sammy and throws him over the ring onto this landing pad that was supposed to be for the stunt. Pat, so. Pat McAfee loved this whole segment. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anything to do with Boogs, Shinsuke, Sami Zayn. Uh, Sami Zayn holds it down, eh? Yeah, you know, you ask him to do something, he's going to do it well. Yeah, I picture, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of other people who could have done this and they would have done a very poor job. (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, it's all going to lead to a fun moment with Johnny Knoxville at the Rumble. And who knows, maybe a couple other jackass guys will show up. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe Preston, you know, Preston Lacey can be the, uh, you know, the one that it is hard to get over that top rope. (laughs) Yeah, they need six guys to get Preston Lacey up there. (laughs) Then we get Natalia taking on Aaliyah, who's finally making her singles debut here. And uh, before the match, Natalia's got the new edition Guinness Book of World Records 2022. And uh, they've got some WWE content in it now because uh, Natalia is the world record holder for most victories by a woman in WWE. History, yeah, so. I guess I didn't know that. I didn't know. I, I, I again learned a lot from this segment too. One, I didn't learn. I didn't know that WWE. You know, must have. You know, they're paying off Guinness to include <laughs> those sorts of records. Uh, but I think for me, and more importantly, I didn't know that Guinness was still following the model of printing those thick, multicolored, glossy page yeah. books. I, I assumed mean, back- they would have been all online. I remember 1999, that was the year. That Guinness World Record book, everybody had that one. There was one that was purple. There was one that was silver. (laughs) Do you Uh, remember the show that came out around that time? The Guinness Records Prime Time? Yeah, wasn't it just kind of like showcasing people who won the records? Yeah, and then the other half of it was like a freak show. They just like bring in stuff that were like not necessarily records just like people putting needles through themselves are you sure you're not thinking about ripley's believe it or not because i do, <laughs> no no i, do I know remember ripley. that it was, the, it was the same thing <laughs> but on guinness right like one time on guinness they just had a feature about a guy who like got shot in the head with a shotgun but he still lived and like half his skull wasn't there and they just showed you all this graphic because see that feels a lot to, like ripley's. that feels to me more of a uh uh that's more of a ripley's thing yeah but they definitely <laughs> had it on guinness because i remember that yeah. host, the guy who does NFL games as well, he was on it. And Anyways. well, no, these, these are important. I mean, either you're in two. It's it's like you know, you're it's either you're a Ripley's guy or a Guinness guy. You can you know you can you can't cross. Uh, so it's important. It's important <laughs> to stick with one. But anyways, Natalia is here with her three uh, world records um, into a match with Aaliyah. That's right. And uh, before the match can even start, Natalia just comes out vicious. Beats down poor Aaliyah. Uh, so the ref calls off the match. And Aaliyah protests. She's like, no, I can fight. And he's like, okay. Changes his mind. So uh, the bell rings. And immediately, Aaliyah rolls up Natalia, gets a three count. And uh, we announce, the ring announcer lets us know that is a new record. WWE fastest win of all time. 3.1 seconds. Beating The Rock's previous record of four seconds. She just beat the rock. She Aaliyah. just beat the rock. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, I, I feel like this. I feel like this would have meant a lot more uh, 
if we d did the Aaliyah thing earlier. You know where if the timing had worked out so... Because I feel like she kind of fell into obscurity. Uh, yeah. A month ago, two months ago. Couldn't even tell you when. Uh, it would have been it would have been nice if there was momentum into this, but hey, great way to start momentum. Yeah, I mean we'll see if they follow up with it, but uh, either way, that's something they can't take away from her—a record of, of all time record in WWE. I mean it's possible to beat if you just submit someone in like one or two seconds, but yeah, I mean <laughs> it would have to be it, yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Anyways, after this, Michael Cole is in the ring to introduce Lita, who comes out to a big ovation. And crowds chanting, loving her, and uh, she's loving them back. Tells Cole all about, uh, you know, how happy she is to inspire this current generation of women's wrestlers. And coming back for the Royal Rumble, and, uh, you know, she says, back in my time, we didn't even have the Women's Rumble. But I think I've got one more run left in me, so this year I'm going to win it. And that's when Charlotte Flair comes out and just starts insulting Lita. And Lita's like, yeah, well, you have a giant head. Don't tip over. And believe it or not, this crowd actually started up a giant head chant. Like, this was this was kindergarten class. <laughs> this <laughs> was <laughs> juvenile. Yeah, like, Charlotte's got a big head. <laughs> but uh, it all ends up with Lita smacking Charlotte right in that big head and hitting a twist of fate, leaving her laid out. So a uh, little, they'll cross paths in that Royal Rumble match, I'm sure. I'm sure Charlotte Flair is in the match despite uh, being the champion. So, yeah. Rightfully so. After... Rightfully so. There's no one who can take that <laughs> throne. So why the hell not? Well, when you don't defend it, sure. Who's you're but... going to defend against? Uh, well, I don't know. People keep getting. I don't know. Tony Storm quit. Tony Storm quit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sheamus takes on Ricochet, and, uh, I guess Sheamus is trying to get revenge on Ricochet for breaking his, uh, buddy Rich Holland's nose, so, uh, yeah, later on, Ricochet, he goes for this handspring, but bounces right into a bro kick from Sheamus, who gets the win. Yeah, one thing I gotta say, it feels like every, uh, I feel like both of these guys have been in this position before. I think Sheamus with Drew McIntyre and then Ricochet with someone else. Uh, I love it when there's a match that's like eight or so minutes and it's strong, competitive, no expectation, and just ki it kills the time. Because that to me is like the, huh, this could have been something. But it's like we don't want to write it into a story. It's like uh, who are t who are two guys who can deliver guaranteed? Great, go out there. Cesaro is often in that position too. It's like oh, because yeah. we don't have we don't have anything written for like another sec. Just throw two guys out there who can fucking go. I think that should be a shooty. Uh, best fucking <laughs> get out there and go. <laughs> Ricochet would win that uh, <laughs> every single year. I mean, he'd be up there. That's for sure. <clears throat> Excuse me, then we had uh, Kofi Kingston come out to read a royal proclamation announcing that King Woods has injured his leg and will miss the Royal Rumble, but uh, Sir Kofi shall still enter. Sir Kofi. Has, has anyone else ever taken on like the Prince moniker at a, um, you know, beside the uh, King of the Ring? 
Uh, yeah. There was uh, King Mabel and Sir Mo, but they were awful. Everyone hated Mabel. <laughs> Sir Mo. Yeah, Sir Mo. That's... No one even knows. No one remembers him. He was a loser. Uh, but anyways, uh, Kofi Kingston stays in the ring to have a match with Madcap Moss, but uh, really nothing, nothing too special here. They go back and forth. Moss hits the punchline to get a big win for himself. Yeah, poor so, Kofi. Yeah, poor Kofi indeed. Mm-hmm. Poor all of New Day. They uh, they're having a rough. The entirety of, of the New Day gets split up and then fuck off. <laughs> yeah. But the final segment for SmackDown, we got Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins coming out for the face-to-face. Of course, we all know the storied history here. And, uh, you know, crowd kind of cheering for Roman a bit. doing the They're acknowledging him. and I mean, they're both technically heels. But, uh, yeah, Reigns just says, the shield days, those are beneath me now. And uh, Seth says to Roman, yeah, I created you. I could destroy you. I'll send you back to Riding Pine in the CFL. And Reigns is like, hey, man, you're not even the biggest star in your own household. If I wanted to main event the Royal Rumble with a megastar, I would have chose your wife. So everyone's doing the ooh, ooh and then the ooh. ooh. <laughs> right, yeah, there, there must have been a couple of Edmonton Eskimos fans in the house because uh, that CF, <laughs> the CFL joke got got a good pop, too. So I was like, yeah, yeah. Rough Rider, <laughs> or, <laughs> Eskimos. <laughs> Or, uh, no, there's something else now. The Elks. The Elks. The yes, yes. <laughs> Elks! Let's go, Elks! But, uh, this is when the Usos show up. They try to jump Seth, but he saw it coming. He just kind of escapes. So there you, there you go. There you That's have it. Smackdown. We're teasing, teasing everything all the time. Um, yeah, yeah, Seth Rollins is probably going to lose, but, uh... But who knows? I mean, none of this... Was the way it was originally supposed to be with Brock being the WWE champ, at least. So. Well, we like, I guess it, we kind of assume that maybe, or yeah, I uh, don't know. There's always, uh, but yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. But and of course, just, just so everybody else knows, Seth Rollins, this is number two of his Branch Brand Invitational. We're counting it. Okay, it counts. It, I, it counts, you know, just because you're on. Exa- this is literally the definition of not showing up on the other show. Let's let a fucking let Cesaro go for that championship again. Why is it got to be Seth? You know. I don't know. Well, uh, we'll see. Time will tell. Hopefully. Yeah. <clears throat> but let's just jump over to the other Friday night show. We're talking about Rampage. Rampage. Let's kick off with the boom himself, Adam Cole, taking on Trent Beretta, who gained a last name, I think. Or was he always Trent Beretta? I, now, I, I've seen his name stylized like that and then just Trent with a question mark. Like, I think throughout <laughs> his his career. Like, I've seen, so I've seen old videos of him and they're labeled as both. I think he's just kind of yeah. both. Uh, yeah, doesn't matter either way. Uh, Britt Baker now coming down to ringside with Cole along with the rest of the elite. Uh, 
yeah, pretty good match here. Trent, he uh, gets a couple near falls. Cole fights back, and then he starts tuning up the band, stomping his foot in the corner, just like Shawn Michaels would. But this time, Jericho doesn't say. He just says, that reminds me of someone. Mm. But he didn't say Shawn Michaels this time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they fight to the apron. Trent hits a big pile driver. Uh, back in the ring, Cole goes for Panama Sunrise, but Trent catches him, hits a strong zero. Great counter there, but Cole is able to get his foot on the rope, break the pin. And then outside the ring, the best friends and the elite, they all start brawling. Back in the ring, Cole is able to hit the boom, get the win. But uh, Trent put up a real good fight. I thought this was a pretty good match. <clears throat> well, I was going to say, ever since, I don't know if it was the return from injury or the haircut, but uh, there has been a little fire lit underneath him. We'll see him a little later on. Dynamite, Like I know he feels like a person now, not just someone in a tag team. Yeah, not just the third banana of the best friends. Yeah, not just the third banana of the best friends <laughs> or like, yeah, sort of whatever. It feels like, oh, you have a voice now. We'll uh, we'll see a little bit more from him later on. And the elite and the best friends are a perfect group, you know, are perfect groups to go at it. Yeah. And, you know, like we said, with this addition of Britt Baker, I mean, I don't know if it's official, but we want her to be in the elite, so... Because that that could e that could open the door for uh, Rebel to be in Jamie Hader. Yeah, power and numbers. Yeah. Uh, we go to Sean Spears taking on Andrew Everett, who uh, don't know who he is, but he's just here to do a job. So quick squash. Spears hits the C four, gets the win, and then afterwards he cuts a promo on CM Punk says, you know what, you're not going to be fighting a guy who's a one-move wonder with a couple years' experience. I'm a 20-year veteran. So he's taking some more shots at Wardlow there. Yeah, wh why is everyone shitting on Wardlow for no <laughs> I feel like the Wardlow babyface turn is, uh, is what's coming. It's got to be soon. I mean, after MJF and Punk, I think MJF Wardlow could be right next. Right after, you would have yeah, you'd have to think. It feels like his like babyface turn is a. Uh... It's already yeah, it's already on its way. He's doing the power bomb thing. Yeah, just gets and, the crowd going. And we're just, I think it's just like we're like, don't be mean to him. Why are you mean to Wardlow? Yeah, yeah he does everything you want. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's gonna be a he's gonna turn babyface without saying two words. Just wait, just wait for it. <laughs> uh, then I think we got a music video. From the acclaim, just kind of making fun of Sting and Darby. Yeah, it was all black and oh. white, you know, all in that style yeah. or whatever. Doing their thing. Mm -hmm. uh, then some six woman tag action Chris Tatlander, Red Velvet, Layla Hirsch taking on Penelope Ford, The Bunny, and Nyla Rose. But uh, this Layla Hirsch, she's been acting heelish for the last little while and continues it here, just kind of forcing tags in behind people's backs and refusing to tag in Statlander. Just Building tension, but uh, everyone gets their turn eventually, so some good action. Comes down to Statlander and Penelope. Uh, Stat, she grabs her in this gory special and then rolls forward, just stretching Penelope. Just her head and neck just all over the mat, transitions it right into the spider crab. And Ford is just so twisted up like a pretzel. Uh, but then Vicky Guerrero tries to distract the ref. The bunny comes in, breaks up the hold. So Layla tags herself in. Her and Statlander argue. Bunny shoves Layla into Statlander, knocks her out of the ring, and then rolls up Hirsch. And Bunny gets the big three count. 
<clears throat> and although, uh, you know, although Layla Hirsch uh, was feel, uh, you know, or I was going to say rather, Layla Hirsch was feeling a little bit heelish. If I'm Team Taz, I got to keep an eye out for someone like this. Yeah. I feel like yeah, this is the good. exact, you know, if if we're kind of adding ladies to all these stables, all these yeah, factions. She'd be a good fit. I, th- I like that. Yeah, I think she would be. Uh, <laughs> she'd be a perfect addition to that. To that. That style of a group. You know, we have the we have the new championship belt. So I guess in theory, there's a hundred percent more things to go for. Yeah, and you know this partnership between the bunny and Penelope. I've been liking it. I think they they help each other, complement each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gets them both on TV a bit more. Yeah, I feel like what we would need would be. Let's say like Penelope Ford and the Bunny, you know, they're together all the time. They start winning all these matches, and then they say in a promo like, "We need a belt for this," or you know, like what I'm, you know, what I'm saying, like, uh, yeah. like, hey, we're clearly the best at this. Who wants to beat us? E- even if it's a fucking, it's a, even a in a tournament, a diamond ring type of thing. I don't know, <laughs> something, yeah. Uh, then Ricky Starks, he's at the commentary table just talking trash about Jay Lethal. So he comes out, cuts a promo, and he's like, hey man, you don't exactly have a bunch of challengers lining up to try to take that belt off <laughs> you, but I'll challenge you for it. So, there you go. Uh, yeah, I haven't really seen too much of him since he debuted in AEW. Yeah, I bet he's, uh, as we say, crushing it on Dark, I'm sure. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, but the main event, we had Jurassic Express defending those newly won AEW tag titles against Silver and Reynolds. Uh, so just a fun match here. Two crowd favorites. Uh, Silver and Reynolds picking up a 7-0 and start here in 2022. So, uh, but yeah, just some real fun tag wrestling here. Uh, crazy move where Jungle Boy goes for a suicide dive, but Silver catches him. Lifts him up into a vertical suplex, and then Reynolds dives through the ropes, knocks him down. So just some great teamwork here. Uh, yeah, Dark Order, they go on a roll. They hit their big super combo where they just do one move after the other after the other, and uh, they make the pin, but Jungle Boy just barely kicks out 2.9. That's when Luchasaurus gets back in the ring. Jungle Boy runs, jumps off his back into a destroyer, and then him and Luchasaurus hit their finisher to get the win retain the titles in a real nice match there <clears throat> and i'm sure you said it you said it right there seven and oh i'm sure these guys uh i'm sure someone is next in line and this was a uh yeah. this was a championship match of course you know so g- getting championship matches is always the first step yeah yeah you know everyone loves the dark order so uh other than Brody lee with his tnt title no one else in the group has had any gold but someday they will Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder who's next in line. We're seeing, we're seeing the acclaimed on screen. You know, we're seeing guys like that. So who knows? Because it feel it does feel like the Bucks are a bit removed right now from these championships. Yeah. As I mean, hey, almost even, uh, like they don't even almost like nowhere near at all. I mean, guys like Darby and Sting, they might want a shot. They've been teaming up for a long time now. Yeah, months, months. Yeah, I mean, Sting. Yeah, one last title opportunity who knows that well, well that way of course they can say uh sting hasn't held a title um in 27 years because every every yeah. literally everything sting does these days have you noticed this is the first time 
like someone needs to comment so like they're in uh they were in washington for dynamite and then somebody had to say this is the first time <laughs> sting has been in washington since tw- you know in yeah, 22 like it's years it's his first time at tacoma in over 24 i'm like it's his first time literally doing everything all the time so let's just yeah. oh it's, it's his with jericho too it's like his first time on tnt since 1999 like okay you know what? Uh, we should get, we should do a, one of these days. I'm gonna do a TNT count or a TBS count because uh, I feel like the commentary team on AEW put over the network way more than Michael Cole would. Yeah, it's definitely a lot. We do a count one time. But didn't didn't I do a count for stuff something once? <laughs> It was something. I like, mean, we've done counts for. We've done counts for the zero miedo. I remember doing one for something. Boss co- time. Boss time. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, I definitely did a boss time count. Uh, I so, remember one time you were disappointed because we thought there was going to be a lot, and then he only ended up saying it like one. Yeah, it was like, ah, oh, damn it, Cole, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, okay, one of these days I'm going to do. I'm, I'm writing. I'm writing that one down here. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a. I'm doing a. I'm doing a TNT TBS count. All right. Except when referring to a title, because I think, you know, they have to say <laughs> that it's the TBS title. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But I could get all, I could get messy. Oh, Jesus. Uh, and that, yeah, that was that, that was the episode of Rampage. Finish it up. Yeah. So should we just hop right into the Monday night? The Monday night raw. Let's get into it. Let's get raw. <laughs> Big time Bex. Becky Lynch comes out to a big ovation. Lots of Becky cheers. And, uh, yeah. She just talks about the Royal Rumble and her upcoming opponent, Dewdrop. Saying, you know, I'm the only reason she's even in the match. And, uh, yeah. She cost Bianca last week. And Dewdrop comes out to respond to her. And then Bianca comes out as well. And a bunch of EST chants. And. She announces that she's going into the Raw Rumble, as expected. But, uh, yeah, definitely one of the favorites to win. And that's when Liv Morgan comes out and says, yeah, I'm going in the Rumble as well. And everyone just argues, and we get into Liv and Bianca taking on Becky and Dewdrop. And, uh, Becky and Dewdrop just tagging in against each other's backs early on, causing some trouble. Uh, yeah, you know, Liv and Becky were having a good back and forth, and then before you know it, Becky hits the manhandle slam, but then Dewdrop hits her own partner to break up the pin. Uh, and then she drags Becky to the corner, tags herself in, hits the big crossbody to get the three. And then she goes over to the corner and hits Becky with the bonsai drop. Or the Dewdrop. The Dewdrop. <laughs> Which is weird. Yeah, so Dewdrop looking strong there. Dewdrop looking great, you know, the match was short, you know, because it was also the, you know, the whole opening segment was the promo and then the, uh, you know, the match itself. Um, Bianca Belair, though, going back to back. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's what's going to happen. So, because we had no fans last Rumble, is that correct? Rumble 2021. Uh, when did fans come back? We had fans at WrestleMania, but yeah, maybe not. So that's eight. Oh yeah, we were like half capacity. Okay, so there definitely would not have been 
fans uh, for the Rumble. So, you know, maybe, you know, I, I, I can see Bianca Belair going back-to-back. If for nothing, then so she can get that big crowd pop. Like, if, if nothing else, you yeah. know? Uh, I mean, and also she has also stayed up at the top of the division. So at the end of the day, she would be somebody right in the picture anyway. She's definitely making it to the final four. Yeah, and she has that unfinished business with Becky Lynch to win that title back anyway. So yeah, I mean, I think it's yeah Bianca Belair and uh, I mean Liv Morgan's the only other one that's kind of been on a push lately. So. Yeah, those are kind of the top. I mean, there's going to be returns as well. You never know. A Bailey dark horse, things mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, we'll get more into that next week. Next, yeah, next week. Well, we, you know, we'll pick. We'll pick. We'll pick our winners and losers. <laughs> but uh, Kevin Owens coming out next for the KO show and brings out his current best friend Seth Rollins and yeah, just talk about the upcoming match against Roman Reigns and uh, bringing the Universal Title back to Raw. And then Owens is like, yeah, and then I'm going to win the Rumble and we can fight at WrestleMania. But Damian Priest comes out and says, no one thinks you can win. And uh, yeah, yeah. so Damian Priest takes on Kevin Owens. And uh, it was a decent little match, you know, some near falls here and there. Uh, Owens collapses, starts selling his knee like he's hurt. So the ref checks on him. Priest approaches and then Owens catches him with a stunner. It was all a ploy. And Owens gets the three, the the first pinfall loss for Damian Priest on the main roster, I think. Yeah, wow. That was a huge, yeah. I mean, that was the biggest moment of the match. Your match, yeah, the match was fine. Yeah. The fucking pin, like we said, January 6th, 2021, he was pinned at New so Year's Eve. full Evil. calendar year he went without getting pinned. Yes, a, yeah, full calendar year plus uh, five, 10 days out. Yeah, something like that. Either way, yeah, a whole year, and they didn't really—they didn't even really mention it on commentary or anything. It was just just another match for them. But yeah, I feel like yeah. we are—we've noticed that more than other people have noticed that. Yeah, so that was very very rare sight to see there. But uh, yeah, who knows? However, there was a, there was a great crowd reaction when uh, Kevin Owens said, "And then I win the Rumble, and then I win it right back," and everyone's like, "Ooh, okay, okay." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that could be fun. Kevin Owens but. wins the Rumble. Seth Rollins wins the belt, brings it over to Raw. Brock shows back up on Friday with the WWE <laughs> Championship. Roman challenges there. Roman beats him. See, it all makes sense. <clears throat> we'll get to all that. But uh, we've got a graduation ceremony. Alpha Academy. Uh, Otis is graduating here. New tag team champion. Along with Headmaster Gable here, so you know they they're all dressed up. They got the gowns, they got the the caps, everything going. The uh, full silk, by the way. My I, I my graduating gown was gowns were f- definitely not that nice. No, uh, Gable, yeah, just kind of gives a nice speech, puts over Otis, but then the crowd starts chanting "RK Bro." Uh, so Gable gives Otis his diploma, and Otis gives a short speech, just kind of a warning of carnage. And that's when Riddle interrupts, and he's got his own big colorful grad gown on, and uh, he even had his fingernails painted for some reason. I don't know. I, but, I, I, uh, I, was think- I also saw that, 
Um, it was like yeah. green on one finger. I'm assuming either his kids did it or in the moment I was thinking <laughs> to myself like, oh, this has to do with MSK tomorrow. Yeah, I really have no idea, but uh, they kind of matched his gown. So whatever. Uh, he reads his own speech and then Gable challenges him to a series of academic events. And Riddle's just like, cool, like Billy Madison. Uh, eventually Orton comes out for a sneak attack on Gable and Riddle attacks Otis, takes one of the red gowns and puts it on Orton, and he accepts their challenge. So we're going to have a battle of the of the brawn, of the brains. <laughs> yeah, there was also this joke somewhere in there um, where uh, Riddle said something, you know, like to light it up. Like when you, It's like when you light something up. Yeah. And then everyone's <laughs> like, woo, and he's like, a candle, guys. And no one would ever like. I mean, yeah, I, I was just, and then I started going on like, what else could they have said better to light up? Uh, like, cause no, no one A flashlight. Like, yeah, like no one who's try who's trying to think that joke is funny is lighting up a candle and like lighting up a like. Uh, I was, you know, I was racking my brain during this promo. It had potential. Every riddle promo has potential to be great. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, then I just got distracted thinking like, well, what would have been a better joke? <laughs> yeah. I like the Billy Madison line. That's the one for me. Yeah, it was a good one. See, I'm always, I mean, hopefully it is like that. That's what I want to see. I want the big board and all the categories, and, <laughs> you know, uh, I was always yeah. more of a happy Gilmore kid like, though. You know what I say? God say. Oh, happy Gilmore is the better film. I'd agree. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's, yeah. One of the greatest sports films of all time. Could be. You know, not enough people are talking about it. That's for sure. It's a great feel-good film is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but the opposite of feel-good, we had another Vince McMahon, Austin Theory segment. And, uh, yeah, Vince is just like, you lost to Balor again, so you better beat him tonight or I'm going to beat you up. Break every little bone in your body and then take a <laughs> selfie with you and send it to your mom. So... Jesus Christ, imagine if your boss <laughs> beat the <laughs> shit out of you because you didn't do your job properly. And why is he so invested in Austin Theory? Austin Theory is going to have a great 2022. You know it already. He's a younger, a little bit bigger Finn Balor. Uh, he, ha well, uh, he has a Vince McMahon fucking look about him. <laughs> well, let's just jump right into that then. Austin Theory takes on Finn Balor. Uh, yeah. I guess I could, I could have transitioned that one. Sorry about that, Mike. <laughs> no, no. It doesn't matter. Uh, Balor, you know, he's in control. He's doing good. He goes for the coup de grace, but then Theory avoids it, hits him with the ATL, and gets a three. So, huge win for Theory. He got the job done there. And Finn Balor, ever since uh, the rope broke on him, he really just hasn't, hasn't had anything going. Yeah, well, it feels like it feels like Finn Balor's in this role that um, I mean, Jeff Hardy was released recently, right? But Jeff Hardy was in that role. It felt like he was kind of doing the thing too, where he's just like putting guys over. Yeah, but Finn, he's like I don't know, ten years younger than Jeff. He shouldn't be in that role. Yeah, yet. he shouldn't quite. I, I actually don't quote me on this. I think Finn Balor's almost forty. He has that. I think he has like a bit of AJ. Styles <laughs> I mean, everyone is these on. days. Everyone They're is all these days. forty. They're all Damian <laughs> priests. Um. So yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not entirely sure. But uh, Finn Balor's definitely. I think. Uh, he's gonna be in either. He'll. He'll be released or just wait until the contract's over. 
Yeah, he's one of those ones that'll be a huge pickup. Yeah. For Tony Khan. Or New Japan, Japan or Impact, like anyone. Prince Devitt. Anyone who wants Prince him. will return. Uh, but let's settle. Rhea Ripley taking on Nikki Nash. Uh, battle of the former friends. But Queen Zelina comes out with Carmella and just starts insulting everyone. And uh, as they're talking, Nikki jumps Rhea from behind, beats her down, and leaves. The bell never rang, so I'll have to wait for that grudge match. We'll have to wait. Bell never rang, folks. Nope, but uh, you will get Omos taking on Reggie. Bell rings. Uh, the gag will come running out, chasing Dana Brooke around the ringside. Omos just kind of starts swatting them away like flies. Reggie jumps at him, but he just gets caught midair. Omos lips him up, hits the choke bomb, get the easy win. And easy win. Like, I get, you know, you you give a squash match to a young, to a newer talent, right? So they can get over or anything. But this close to the Rumble... Do we think that this is more of a, like, Omos is a long con thing? Is he actually going to make a difference in this year's Royal Rumble, or is he just going to be the big guy that we need six other motherfuckers to take out? Like, you know, the, uh, the Braun Strowman type of role. I think it'll be kind of both. Yeah? I think he'll have a big part. Um, they'll give him, like, ten eliminations or something. And, but I don't think he'll win, nor should he. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, the Omos train is rolling, but it's uh it's exactly that, right? It's rolling. So let's let's not why yeah. why why is it's the rolling. gag why is the gaggle around here? You know, we don't need to jump start this thing. Yeah, he shouldn't really be messing with Reggie. There's no, no. I mean Reggie's way beneath him. Uh but let's go to Maurice who comes out by herself because she wants to have a solo face to face with Beth Beth Phoenix. But uh, Beth comes out with Edge at her side, and Maurice is like, uh, our tag match of our Rumble, we got to cancel it, you know? And uh crowd's hating on her, so she just starts dropping the Miz's lines. She's like, really? Really? I have a microphone. I could be louder than all of you. And crowd just chants, you suck. And she's actually drawing some good heat here. So, uh, But Maurice is like, Beth, come on. We came up in the same era. We should be friends. Uh, our little girls, they should be friends. But Beth just says, shut up. I don't buy it. You must take acting lessons from your husband. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> and then Beth Beth gets in the ring. The Miz shows up, attacks Edge. Maurice hits Beth from behind with her purse. And then she opens up to reveal it was loaded with a brick. So that could be some serious brain Yeah, trauma. that would really hurt. <laughs> like, like, you know, some things would hurt. That would really hurt. Yeah, a brick in a bag. Damn. But hey, that's heat. That's heat. That's the way. Uh, hey, that's that. That's just the way it is, baby. Yeah. So we'll get some weapons at that rumble match, I'm sure. Uh, then we get uh street profits and Mysterios taking on Dirty Dogs, Apollo Crews, and Aziz. So big eight man tag. Uh, wrestling was okay, but nothing on the line here. Just kind of a tune up for the men's Royal rumble. Just bodies flying everywhere, staying in ring shape. But, uh, yeah, eventually Montez Ford hits from the heavens to get the win for his team. And then afterwards, the Mysterios dumped them from behind and laughed like, ha-ha. And then Ray does it to his own son, Dominic. <laughs> dumps him to the floor. And this isn't even in the real Rumble. So, some father he is. Well, and uh, it, 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 it's funny <laughs> that happened because I'd feel like for the past, you know, maybe a little while, we cooled off on the uh, separation of Dominic and Ray. 
yeah. and then they were back together in this match against like the clear heels and I'm like okay I guess we're cooling off but uh, I think yeah one of them eliminating the other is going to be our big rumble spot it's going to be a big rumble spot yeah yeah, I think, that I think they're going to do the work together, and then maybe Ray. Like, I think Dominic would turn if anything. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the way they should do it. And uh, looking, looking forward to that if it happens. I think it'll be a fun reaction. Yeah, no, there's a lot of these little storylines they can kind of play off during the Rumble itself. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into that next week. Uh, but then they kind of gave us this real nice in-depth video piece to hype up Lesnar versus Lashley. All that kind of old school amateur wrestling footage. They always do great with those. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, another thing. Uh, we had Alexa Bliss, another therapy session. Pretty much more of the same. They're doing word association. She just responds Lily to everything. Yeah, I don't Dr. like Reeves. I don't like these. Yeah, I didn't. I don't that. like the. <laughs> <Did you> say- <laughs> but, OK, so here's what it is. And, Mike, I'd love your uh you know, in in a wrestling times past, how did it? How did this kind of thing interact work, right? Uh, because you know, certainly when there's when there are elements of the supernatural, a la Undertaker type of things, right, where things happen and nobody knows, and we're suspending our disbelief anyways, whatever. It, it, now, to me, it feels weird when it interacts with the real world. Because it kind of gives off this thing of, oh, we're still in reality. Um, it, it almost like in a fiend style, right? Remember, we would always talk about like, or we joke that the Firefly Funhouse is just at whatever arena they're in, but it's like, no, it's supposed to be this thing that's separate. Because if we saw like the camera pan out and they're just like next to Gorilla, it would maybe like take us out of have already tr- playing pretend. So I think some of yeah. this bliss stuff for me it just falls into that category where I want to I want to play pretend. But as soon as we kind of bring it into the same room that, you know, is like Vince's office or like wherever the fuck we're doing it. Right. Then I'm like, oh, this is now the real world. Now I just think you're a crazy person. <laughs> well, I think the, they do want you to think she's a crazy person. But uh... yeah, I guess the payoff would be. So in some kind of Shutter Island type of reveal, like the fiend never actually existed and everything that played out was just <laughs> in Alexa Bliss's head. Because then I'm like, okay, now we're on to something, right? Like you made up this whole thing and then you fight clubbed us into believing it happened. Uh, yeah, that, I don't know. Write that, Vince. Where's Who has Bruce Pritchard's number? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm going to pitch that one. It's 555. <laughs> Well, I mean, in the, uh, last week I sent you that little list of the top-selling merch, and Lily was right up there, number two. So yeah. I don't know; they might just go back to the way things were. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. God damn it! Congratulations, Lily. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we got <laughs> we got a main event for this episode of Raw. It was not the therapy session. So, Bobby Lashley takes on Seth Rollins. Just a battle of the number one contenders here, and yeah, pretty good match. Early on, they fight to the floor, to the ringside. Rollins just kind of working over Lashley's knee, but Lashley's got the power advantage still. So, uh, But at one point, Seth hits him with the pedigree, but Lashley kicks out of that. So he fights back, tosses Rollins over the top rope, uh, or off the top rope with a big suplex, and 
At this point, that's when Shelton and Cedric show up and attack Lashley, causing the DQ, ruining the match. But Lashley's able to fight back and kick their ass two-on-one anyways. Spear through the barricade, which they've been doing that a little too much lately. Uh, Mm -hmm. But back in the ring, that's when the Usos appear and they hit Seth Rollins with a double super kick. So they got him. Leave him laid out to end the show. Or I would have to say the spear through the barricade, it's not that they've been doing it too much. It's that it's always to that same spot. There's like two. It's either (laughs) beside the timekeeper's area or on the opposite side of the timekeeper's area. Like if we're going to break a barricade, break the barricade into the second row. Like take out (laughs) some fucking fans or something. Let's add some excitement to this spot because you're right. It's just going to keep playing out. And yeah. uh, it's funny, both of these guys are lined up for different championship matches at the Rumble, so couldn't really have either of them win or lose, which is weird to then put them both on in the main event, <laughs> right? Both the challengers. It's like these guys could have had separate matches against separate people, but uh, we went for this instead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not really a big deal either way. No finish and... Yeah, we'll see. Got one more week to hype it up. One more week to hype it up. Looking forward to it, though. Uh, that was our whole episode of Monday Night Raw, though. Indeed. Mike, should we take a break? Yes. Let's take a break. We're going to come back. We've got some Dynamite. We've got some NXT. We still have the crown of Tweet of the Week champion. So stick around <laughs> in the second half. We'll be right back. Back here with part two of the podcast here, folks. Thanks for sticking it out through the break. Hope you're all inside. Hope you're all staying out of the, staying out of the cold. God, I just I just look I looked out there for for a minute and just oh. Yeah, we're at uh, minus sixteen right now here, but gonna go down to minus twenty. I don't know minus twenty seven. Holy shit! It just keeps going. As I look further in time, minus twenty seven by later on. Wow. Oh, yeah. Chilly out there, folks. Stay inside. Stay cozy. Listen to some Shoot Brothers. Yeah. Why wrestling. the hell not? Why the hell not? Listen to some <laughs> Shoot Brothers wrestling. Let's uh, let's get into the rest of the wrestling week then, shall we? Main roster stuff over and done with. We got the Rumble, but who cares? Uh, because it's that annual time of year for uh, four. The annual Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. So if you know we're talking about Tag Team Classics, we must be talking about NXT 2.0. NXT, what does it mean? I don't know, but it's some good wrestling. So NXT, watch and see. Gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three. That's right. Live. Are they still calling it the Capital Wrestling Center? I can't even they don't 2.0 dumb. Yeah, they don't call it the CWC anymore, which is probably just part of the branding. Um, yeah. But I don't know what they call it now that I'm just thinking about it. Splash Zone, <laughs> probably. Uh, anyways, LA Knight comes out to start the show, getting a good reaction. They're chanting his name, which may be a first. I can't remember an LA Knight chance. Uh, no, well, his entire duration on the uh, the you know the pre within NXT has all been fanless. Or uh, they, yeah, they, that's or true. they had or those. Mostly. You know, yeah, you remember NXT from last year, like you no know, thirty fans in the room or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, this transition it seemed kind of just quick and sudden, and not really even. 
I don't know, he's just a babyface now. <laughs> there wasn't even really a big moment where it turned. It just kind of, he joined the War Games team, and ever since then, he's kind of been uh, more on the good guy side. Which is, hey, I'm down. Hey, you know? Yeah, no, the first, I think, couple months of 2.0, we kind of didn't see much of him. So he's a great talker, great wrestler. Uh, cuts a promo here on Grayson Waller, who uh, Waller comes out and interrupts, and he's got a restraining order against Knight. And L.A.'s like, okay, you got me, but uh, you don't have a restraining order against this guy. And that's when Dexter Loomis music plays, and uh, Grayson turns around to face the ramp, but Loomis slides out from under the ring, attacks him, uh, and then Knight tells Waller, you can either drop this restraining order or you can fight Loomis. Up to you. So he picks Loomis, so uh, we just go right into that. They kind of go back and forth for a while. Dexter gets thrown to the floor. Waller distracts the ref. And then this mysterious, long-haired, bearded man in a suit shows up. He attacks Loomis. Uh, just throws him into the ring post. Back to Waller. Takes advantage. Hits his rolling stunner to get the win. But who is this big guy? I think I recognize him. Who do you recognize him? I don't know. I feel like we've seen him before. Uh, uh, yeah, prob- maybe we have... Like, uh, he's not, uh, I can't remember. I feel like he was in one of those failed things. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Whatever. We'll find out whatever his new name is. We'll find out whatever the hell. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out whatever the hell it is. Uh, Dexter Loomis. I don't get how Dexter Loomis isn't more around more. Does that make sense? Yeah, no. When he first kind of came up a couple years ago, I thought he's... One of the next North American champs. He's going to be one of the yeah one of the featured guys. Well, not even a couple you know, years ever, ago, maybe a year ago. Maybe a year ago, yeah. And then, kind of ever since the wedding, he uh, has really cooled off. W- you haven't w- seen him much, which is crazy to me because this version of NXT seems so like everyone has a gimmick. You know, just Adam, yeah. just Adam Cole being Adam Cole isn't enough of a gimmick. You need a thing like your Tony D'Angelo or. <laughs> chase you you know we got all these sorts of things going on and dexter loomis seems to fit perfectly in there like he has a gimmick he's a serial killer kind of uh he he main evented the debut episode of 2.0 exactly right uh the possibly kayfabe possibly not kayfabe wedding we're still not sure um but yeah he 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 seems like he he would be a guy that would be pushed especially in the lack of a main event scene i think you know loomis and braun breaker i mean right now dexter loomis has like one of the most experience on the roster braun breaker probably needs a challenger yeah yeah that could be a good match uh i don't know I don't know. Okay. Yeah, Dexter Loomis, ever since the marriage, just kind of him and Indy, it's it's done both of them harm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, how but, she wasn't able to kind of stand up tall and take control yeah. of this women's division. Yeah, she was just always, oh, no, Dexter's hurt. But, oh, well, let's move on to uh, the first round match of the Dusty Cup on the men's side here. We got the Creed Bros taking on Briggs and Jensen. Uh, just a big physical match here. Two of the big power teams of the division. and Yeah, lots of good teamwork. Uh, outside of the ring, one of the Creed brothers. I haven't learned who's who yet. Or I don't even know their first names. <laughs> Do you? Um, uh, brother One. 
Of course, there's brother <laughs> yeah. one. They have names, but can't remember them. Doesn't matter. Uh, one of them spears Briggs into the barricade, and it actually bent the metal, dented the thing. See, now this uh, is how you spear someone to a barricade. Have it not <laughs> break. Yeah. It's a whole new a nice thing. Uh, and then back in the ring, the Creed brothers hit this cool suplex into a razor's edge, followed by a big lariat. Get themselves the win. So Creed brothers move on to the semifinals. To the semifinals, uh, I think we saw so the entirety of the bracket. We did see the entirety of the bracket. Um, so yeah, that was Briggs and Jensen taking on the Creed brothers on their side. Also, Grizzly Young Veterans taking on uh, Andre Chase and Bodie Hayward. Yeah, I think that's the first time he learned his name. Yeah, I've yeah. <laughs> uh, on the other <laughs> side, we have MSK taking on Jacket Time in the first round, and then also Malik Blade and Edris Anofi taking on Legado del Fantasma. Can kind of see maybe where some things uh, might lead towards, but uh, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, I'm not sure if they showed the women's bracket yet. I think there were still some people campaigning to make teams on this episode. Yeah, sure. well, because who the fuck it's gonna go? Like, we got Casey Catanzaro and Kane Carter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Toxic attraction. Toxic attraction. Well, they're already the champs. Yeah, they, but they can still. They could. I okay. Mean, I mean, maybe not. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, let's just go along to Dante Chen, who we saw at the debut of 2.0, but he injured his leg and he's been missing. But uh, he's back to take on Guru Raj. Uh, Dante, though, his claim to fame, the first WWE wrestler from Singapore. So, uh, but didn't get a whole lot of time here to showcase his talents because early on in the match, Duke Hudson shows up and attacks everyone, just kind of causing the match to be thrown out. And uh, his hair, pretty much back to what it was. So, no real stakes lost from that hair versus hair thing. Yeah, you know, uh, we, 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 we've been saying that this whole time, right? You know, hair versus hair has to be between two pe people who have hair. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of it, and it's recognizable. Not I just... I mean, Grimes, he won the match, and he looks more different because he got... Because he got the half him. trim halfway through. Yeah, yeah. I wonder yeah. if that was a thing, you know, he, he he's asking Bruce Pritchard or something like, okay, I just, I want to cut my hair. It's so hot. It's so much to manage. They're like, okay, or well, maybe they asked him to do it. They're yeah, like, hey, well, man, you well, gotta, you gotta trim that thing. Yeah, we don't like it. <laughs> you gotta trim that. Yeah, you gotta trim that thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but uh, either way, it looks like Duke Hudson's back and mm -hmm. whatever. Tony D'Angelo comes out next for <laughs> uh, memorial for Pete Dunne. He's got the whole thing: the casket, the flowers, the picture. Everything's there. It's a funeral. Starts talking, uh, but it's all a farce, of course. He's just making a joke of it. And, so, you know, he says it's about time to add some gold around this waist. How about that North American title? So Carmelo Hayes comes out with Trick, and they're like, yeah, right. Start talking some trash. And then Cameron Grimes comes out and says, no way, boys. That's the prize I got my eye on. And, uh, yeah, he gets in the ring. Tony takes a swing. Grimes ducks. And then he smashes the picture of Pete Dunn right over Tony's head. Uh, yeah, so I guess there you go. Maybe we'll get a triple threat North American title match or something. Yeah, triple threat. I think uh, with no takeovers, we have nothing to work towards. Yeah, they'll probably um, just keep doing these little... What was it last year? I think they did uh, the great, great American... V-Day, didn't they do Valentine's Day thing? Uh, 
think they did. It was like V Day or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess we had a Great American Bash at one point. Yeah. Either way, uh, they'll build. I mean, they'll still do takeovers. They had War Games in December. And mm-hmm. Maybe we'll have a WrestleMania one, but certainly nothing for Raw Rumble weekend like they have in the past. No. Well, exactly. There would have been a but, uh, uh, a full takeover coming up in a couple weekends. Yeah. But moving along to Kaylee Ray taking on Ivy Nile. So toughest opponent yet here for Ivy and uh, pretty solid match. Ivy pulling out some cool new moves, including this. Uh, she does a DDT, but she does it with her leg. Just wraps those big legs around your head and drives your head Plants down. Plants you. Uh, yeah. But Kaylee fights back. She looks to hit the KLR bomb when Mandy Rose shows up, jumps on the apron, which allows Nile to catch uh, Kaylee in a roll-up. Gets the win. So big win for Ivy Nile. And then afterwards, Toxic Attraction just beat down Kaylee. Until Persia Prada, Indy Hartwell come out, make the save. So, just chaos everywhere. Yeah, even up the odds uh, in a way, helping us get another women's tag team here. Toxic Attraction have been the champions now for months. Yeah, I want to say since what November. I yeah, did Poss- they win at Halloween Havoc? Maybe I don't know. At least, yeah, months. Months now. They need some challengers, so hopefully some of these teams will step up. Someone needs to step up. Yeah. Then we got this vignette for uh, Saray, who is returning soon with a new look, a new gimmick. Uh, not quite sure. It was kind of like a, a nerdy schoolgirl, but not in a sexualized way, just like a straight up. Yeah, she had like a big sweater, some glasses on. I don't know. Yeah, I also, yeah, I don't know, yeah, the, the glasses was really my big takeaway. We'll have to see. Yeah, they were like Harry Potter. like. So was she cool. hurt? Is that what happened? I guess so, because they kind of hyped her up. She came in, and they didn't do much. I mean, it's the Frankie Monet thing all over again. <laughs> but, well, let's move on. We've got another Dusty Cup quarterfinal match. Legato del Fantasma taking on Malik Blade and Adris Sanofi. Uh, just some nice fast pace action here. Santos Escobar trying to interfere on the outside, so Braun Breaker comes out and literally just carries him away. And then back in the ring, Blade rolls up wild, gets a three. So the bracket has been busted. They keep saying it's uh, the Blade bracket. <laughs> yeah, advancing there, Malik Blade and Andreas Sanofi. What What felt weird about this is that this matchup felt to just be the angle between Escobar and Braun Breaker. Yeah, I mean, it definitely benefited those guys. Like, could, win. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't you have set up Breaker-Escobar in any other way? Like, I guess you could have seen, because Blade and Anofi won the match. I have no clue what they can do. Yeah, I mean... They keep winning, yeah. but don't get to show it. I guess, I mean, yeah, the, uh, on the other side, Legato del Fantasma winning wouldn't have really done much. I don't like Escobar's I don't like the them team. anyways. <laughs> yeah. So Escobar was on the sidelines, so he didn't take the loss, so it doesn't really matter. And neither team would win the tournament, I don't think. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Okay, yeah, we'll have to see. Looking forward to it. Then we got a backstage promo from Solo Sokoa, and he reveals this nasty uh, Freddy Krueger-style burn on his face. As a result of that fireball that Boa shot at him. 
So some serious damage. And well, uh, you know, and you talk to Randy Orton. Hopefully, we can uh, we can keep this fire <laughs> look up. No, I mean that kind of scar that should be permanent. He should be having to wear that every single week mm-hmm. now for the rest of his career. For the rest of his career, the rest <laughs> of it. Uh, Dakota Kai takes on Ulisa Leon after this, and Dakota just being very cocky. She knows she's got her opponent outmatched, but. Leon fights back a bit. She hits this cool fallaway slam into a bridge. Don't see that often, but didn't matter in the end as Dakota fights back, hits the big pump kick in the corner, get the win. But uh, Dakota, she needs a direction. She's, you know, if she's not going to get an NXT title reign, maybe throw her in the rumble, call her up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, then what are we doing? Charlotte Flair needs someone to go up against. Let's get her up there. Yeah, Dakota would be a cool cool opponent for her something new mm-hmm. uh then we get the main event roderick strong taking on walter who appears to be here to stay in america for now two weeks two weeks great. in a row yeah and rumors are uh i don't know he's dating someone who i think lives in america so he's a lot more open to the idea of living here oh green card here. marriage okay okay <laughs> Yeah, so, anyways, crowd is pumped. Everyone loves seeing Walter chanting for him right away. Uh, He's just doing what he does best. Just great old-school wrestling style. Massive chops by both men. Just huge slaps hurt all around the ring. Uh, Yeah, just going back and forth. Crowd loving it every minute. This is awesome. They're chanting everything. Uh, They fight their way to the top rope. Roddy hits a huge superplex. Makes the cover. But Walter kicks out. And then he fights back, beats Roddy down, hits the massive powerbomb, gets the win. Excellent match. But then, as they go to announce the winner, Walter cuts them off and says, the winner is Gunther. So, new name. Uh, I hate it. Um, Avi, uh, I'm sure you probably saw there was a bunch of controversy online uh, about the name. The name, trademarks the, and things. the name has sparked only controversy, and let's get into the controversy <laughs> by crowning our brand new Tweet of the Week champion. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the Tweet of the Week. Here's, here's the deal. Here's the deal. January 13th, 2022, WWE files a trademark for the name Gunther Stark. After a quick Google search of the name Gunther Stark, Gunther Stark was a high-ranking uh, U-boat Nazi commander. I don't know. Yep. That's all. That's all. That's that's all. That's that's all. There really is to be said right there. Looks like WWE also Googled something and realized. That, but they didn't put the brakes on entirely. They just removed, maybe didn't introduce the second half of the name, which would directly imply not like the Nazi's <coughs> name. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, this whole thing, there was a lot of hot takes on it. And, uh, uh, I mean, uh, even without it, 
there was no need for the name change. Well, I, I, I get the name change. You know, it feels like if you're right and he's dating somebody here or whatever it is, like the, the fully like, Walter, you are now in WWE, you know, you're now here in America full time. This is your gig. Uh, he was named Walter before WWE. And if they want his name, the like, you know, we know how this works, right? Yeah. No, but uh, the whole Nazi argument, that thing, I think, was a little overblown because, I mean, they're just two common German names. There was eight million Nazis, and I guarantee you there were ones named Walter. No, and... but, but but that's it, of course, right? It's like, yeah, there were millions of them, but we don't know their names. We The ones we do know the names of, <laughs> we think yeah, we could have Yeah, but picked... I mean, this guy, they, he's, yeah, he's not, you won't find him... There's no Wikipedia entry on this guy. He was just some guy. Obviously, his name exists. He's out there. But if you pick any two German names and put them together, you're probably going to find someone who was a Nazi. Or, well, I would just be curious. Well, it really, I think, for me, goes to show how much uh, research WWE does about these trademarks or their names or anything. Like, if we typed in, and it doesn't have to be anything, we typed in Tony D'Angelo, would anything come up? Is that For all we know, there's like... Yeah, you know, like like the Michael Bublé of Italy is also named Tony D'Angelo or something, right? And they could have been like, oh, okay, shit, let's go with another Italian American sounding name. Uh, yeah, there's an NHL player named Tony D'Angelo. There we go, right? You know, like or you know, and any of these, Carmelo Hayes. What if there's, you know, he's the uh, he's the best bullfighter in Australia is also named Carmelo Hayes. I I, I have no idea, you know. Uh, so I think it really opens some insight to how much research they actually do into some of these names, or you know, like crowd, or not not crowd, uh, like. You ask, you know, what's it called when, like, a company... Focus groups, like, that type of thing or whatever. Um, yeah. But all that being said, our Tweet Champion has to go to um, a man who is quite familiar, probably, with what Keith Lee is go, uh, what um, Walter is going through. Oh, Gunther. Oh, my God. I got to say that now. <laughs> uh, because brand-new Tweet Champion, first time at Keith Lee. Remember, Keith Lee was released uh, maybe about... Th- three weeks after or after being given a moniker of Bearcat, uh when he just reached out man if what i'm hearing is real poor walter <laughs> yeah yeah still waiting on keith lee hopefully is that 90 days coming up soon i hope for the Bearcat, show- who knows yeah he should be showing up somewhere soon but uh either way he just won a championship on this show tweet of the week and uh, in, in this CWC, in our contained environment, you can uh, contain – you can't contain a stadium full of people yelling, Walter, Walter. But you could probably contain a, like a live studio audience side of people from saying it. Uh, so be prepared to <clears throat> have that pushed down our throats in the next in, – in, in, in the coming weeks as they really try to tell us – we know you hate it. It's not going back, so you better just get used to it. Yeah. Uh, probably won't take that long, though. Yeah. I mean, Gunther, it's only half a name that changed. You still get the er on the end. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't know there. what'll be longer, right? Like, uh, fuck. Or they, or they just fucking release him. You know, the name doesn't get over, and then they uh-huh. release him. His 60 days are up, and then he goes back to being Walter <laughs> somewhere else. Like, isn't that also kind of like the system? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's 50-50. It'll 
it's either that or yeah it's uh, it's honestly either the name gets over or it doesn't and he's released <laughs> too funny keith lee you're our no. tweet league champion uh <laughs> let's move on to our final show our final wrestling show of the week um of course we're live on tbs in washington for the first time in 22 years uh we're talking about some all elite wrestling dynamite aew all elite they coming for you vince better watch out it's too sweet where uh big show a lot of matches on the card um but um possibly the biggest thing that was i think they came out just two or three days before um uh the dynamite aired uh john moxley is returning uh so that's exactly how the show kicks off enormous ovation everyone in there singing uh singing their wild thing (laughs) everyone's stoked he kicked a garbage can fans went off oh yeah he threw a water bottle threw a water bottle Someone was there said he nailed the security guard right in the head with it, but she was okay. Ah, oh, good. <laughs> but said it was like like, full security guards are never looking in the direction of the action. <laughs> That's <laughs> exactly. always the worst part. It's like when you see a concert and all the people standing at the front of the stage just looking out for all the sketchy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Moxley. He's been gone three months. Personal stuff. We all know the story, but uh, you can see he's looking better. He's looking slimmer. He's looking great here. Uh, tons of love from the crowd, of course. Uh, most of them, they were all chanting his name. And he even looked a little emotional. A rare sight from Moxley when he gets in the ring, just kind of takes a minute. But then when he goes to start speaking, some fan just yells some long garbage. Couldn't quite, he said something like, get out of the ring or your garbage or something like that. Uh, no idea, but Moxley just says, hey, go fuck yourself, and then points to security and says, get that guy out of here. Oh, it was huge. <laughs> I I yelled when that, woo! Oh, yeah, the fans all went, woo! That, I and mean, correct me if I, I'm wrong, I, I think that was our first F-bomb ever on AEW I, that, was, that was definitely our first F-bomb. Uh, and I went back a couple times to try to hear if I could... You know, if I could hear what he was saying, I couldn't. I couldn't manage. I couldn't figure it out. But uh, yeah, you could hear On social media. The the gist was people think he was just like, "Oh, you're garbage. Get this garbage out of here," or something like that. And especially in that, you could hear a pin drop, uh, yeah. which made this person's voice so much uh, stand out. But just yeah, Moxie like- just go, "Shut the fuck up. Get this guy out of here." Everyone's just like, "Yeah, yeah fuck that, that guy." Was awesome. <laughs> Everyone loved it. Uh, and yeah, they didn't even try to censor it. Like they didn't hit the button, just let it go. Our first F bomb. It was perfect. Obviously unscripted. Thanks, TBS. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. But yeah, then he gets more personal, you know, just talks about his demons. He had this he had dreams where he had this literal just dark cloud following him everywhere. Uh nobody gets through life unscathed. I got more scars on my body than the average guy, but the important ones are the scars we carry on the inside. They're harder to see, and we try to cover them up, pretend they aren't there, but those are scars to be proud of. They tell your story, give us strength, make us who we are, and nobody should be afraid to bear themselves. And uh, Yeah, you know, your scars make you who you are. I don't run from my demons. I just beat the shit out of them. So for everyone around the world that supported me and had my back, thank you. And uh, get ready. Because we're going on a ride, baby. The year of 2022. I'm going to grab the wrestling world by the balls. And, uh, yeah, he says, you thought I was dangerous before. Well, these days, all I drink is blood. And then slams the microphone down. So 
Just an amazing, passionate promo here. Uh, 99% of the crowd just behind him, cheering every step of the way, except for that one asshole. But contender, early contender for promo of the year here from John Moxley. It was. It really was. And, you know, the promo is so many things, right? But I love I love the everybody in the arena, except for that one asshole, <laughs> is listening to what you have to say. What you, how, how you draw a crowd is huge. Moxley's first time on TBS, JR let us know. And yeah. uh, he did it with a bang. Can't wait to see what his next opponent is, if he has a match at Revolution. Just what's next, you know? Yeah, I mean, he's got a claim. Uh, he was supposed to be in the finals or the semifinals of that tournament, so he could be challenging Hangman. So he he has way. some kind of right to a claim, you know? Maybe uh, yeah. got to get through Daniel Bryanson these uh, first. Sorry, br- like sorry Brian Danielson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get that match we never got. That would be fun to finish that. Uh, but let's get into some wrestling action. Orange Cassidy, Chris Statlander taking on. Adam Cole and Britt Baker in a mixed tag match, not intergender, so you're not supposed to fight each other. Uh, now, other. I did hear this. Was this the first mixed gender match on Dynamite? I did hear somebody say that. May have been. May have been. Wasn't quite. Uh, a mixed uh, tag team you? because JR, it was really funny. JR, like, like a, like a, um, like a like an like a 65 year old or like your 70 year old uncle who <laughs> wants to say the right thing but sometimes doesn't uh made it very clear he was like the yeah, the men the men have to fight with the men and the and, and the and the lady the, the lady <laughs> they didn't fight each other it was like he, he started with such pure of heart that he was realized oh no i'm gendering this is bad yeah, abort, <laughs> and, he, and he got out of there pretty quickly. Uh, you're, we know you're trying, Jr. Don't worry. Um, we all love you. We all love you. We all love you. Uh, uh, and of course, you know they break the rules a bit. Orange Cassidy, he does his little soft kicks there to Baker, but Britt cuts him off by stomping right on his toes. So just a lot of fun in this match for the crowd favorites doing their things and. Uh, a great double team move for Statlander. She holds Baker up in this long, stalling vertical suplex while Cassidy just slowly runs the ropes and then pushes them both over to complete the suplex. Big, big cheer from the crowd. Everyone loves it. That was a lot of fun. And, uh, and then this, I don't think I've ever seen Cassidy do this. He flexed his muscles after. I've never seen him pose <laughs> like that. Him and uh, Stat. Uh, anyways, uh yeah, Britt, at one point, she hits Cassidy with a curb stomp, so Statlander sets Baker up for the 450 splash, but then Adam Cole jumps on top to protect her, so Statlander just says, whatever, hits them both with the 450. Uh, and then the men tag in, Cassidy hits uh, the beach break, but Cole kicks out, and then out on the ramp, Britt hits Statlander with a destroyer. So back in the ring, Cole tries to hit his own, the Panama Sunrise, uh... Or he does hit it, spikes Cassidy hard onto the ring, uh, but he kicks out. So Cole and Baker, they go and grab the timekeeper's table, set it up beside the ring. But then Orange Cassidy comes flying in with the orange punch. Adam Cole ducks, so he hits Britt, and she falls off the apron, breaks through the table. Uh, But while the ref's busy checking on her, Cole gets revenge with an uppercut right to Cassidy's balls. And then he hits the boom. Ref gets back in the ring, makes the three count. 
So, uh, yeah, I thought this was a really fun match. Yeah, me too. And fun was exactly that. Uh, you know, everyone, these, and these are two of the tops, or four of the tops, I should say, right? Orange Cassidy is like the fucking man in AEW. Yeah. And I feel fans like fans love all four. Fam, fa- yeah, fans love every single person uh, in this one. And I think a little bit later on, possibly right after the match, we do get a backstage promo with Adam Cole where he challenges uh, Freshly Squeezed Orange Cassidy to a match next week at Beach Break, unsanctioned, no DQ, lights out. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, lights out. The last lights out match we saw was with Adam Cole's uh, girlfriend Baker versus Thunder Rosa. So high bar, high bar to live up to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but hey, I mean Beach Break. That's the name of one of Cassidy's moves. So does that give him a home field advantage? <laughs> is 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 Cassidy one of these pillars? How, uh, how yeah, is I'd he, say he's is, one of them. How is he he's not kind of included? Pillar. Yeah, he's sort of... Like, I mean, on it, my list, I'd even put him above maybe Sammy Guevara. But. That <laughs> tongued out motherfucker. Yeah, well, yeah. I do wonder, so... Um, Orange Cassidy, another one of these guys, you know, he's almost 40. Is it like flat out an age thing that it's like, oh no, we're looking at the people who are... 28 like under 30 they're the pillars right is orange cast too old to be a pillar because it sort of feels like he's one of the most popular wrestlers on the planet it yeah, feels i like. think uh i think he's gonna hold a title at some day whether it's a tnt title or even a world title i think he'll hold a singles title at some day so yeah. he's yet to peak of course, yeah. Hope I mean, hopefully, geez. I think the last time the only t- I think the only title opportunity he had was that triple threat with uh, Kenny Omega and Pac. Yeah, which so, uh, was a banger uh, of a match too. So, yeah, and that should be a big match next week. I mean, are we gonna see Norwich Cassidy bleed? Does he bleed? We'll see. Yeah, the juice squeeze out some of that juice. <laughs> some of that orange juice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then we go backstage, some tension, of course, or yeah, some tension between Chris Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz as, uh, they tell Chris, hey man, maybe Eddie Kingston's right. Maybe you are the reason why we're not tag champs. You know, all those other groups, the acclaimed, the elite, Garcia 2.0, why are we always fighting your battles for you? When do you ever have our backs? So good points. Good uh, all good points, but <laughs> all good points made by uh, Santana Ortiz, and I think things that you and I have been saying for a long time. Uh, also, especially with this new uh, jet black hair, uh, Chris Jericho, <laughs> it's supernatural, yeah. guys. Don't worry, uh, Chris yeah. Jericho's hair is naturally that black. So, so I just want to, I just want to nip that one in the bud. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, CM Punk looking to nip Sean Spears in the bud as we enter part two of the labors of Punk. Uh, <laughs> un- Pretty much, right? Labors of Cody, labors of Jericho, labors of Punk. Yeah. So uh, Punk versus Spears. Uh, right off the bell, Spears runs at Punk, who catches him, hits the GTS just like that. Quick, easy win. And uh, I don't have the information, but could this be an AEW record? We just saw Aaliyah said it. WWE record. Is this the fastest AEW win ever? Yeah, I can't think of another one shot, like one maneuver 
Victory. Yeah. There's I yeah. Mean, maybe on Dark someone did it, but I can't. I can't be bothered. I feel to like know even that. for Dark that would be a little quick. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. They didn't mention it, but maybe next week they'll be like, "Hey, CM Punk just set a record." Maybe we'll we'll surely wait for Excalibur to tell us yes or no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then MJF tries to sneak attack Punk, but Punk grabs him by the scarf. So MJF just runs off, leaves the scarf behind, uh, like Taylor Swift at Jake Gyllenhaal's house. So <laughs> maybe he'll write a song about it. We'll see. Uh, but we go backstage once again, where Billy Gunn talking to Christian. He's like, hey, tell your boys in Jurassic Express, my gun club, they're rank four. They deserve a title shot. And Christian's like, yeah, you know, yeah, you guys win a lot, but you never win the big one. So Billy gets mad, beats him up, him and the gun club. So I don't know. That'll, that's a feud. I don't care. I don't care about the gun club still. Well, yeah, because <laughs> I feel I well, I, and I don't know this, but I think all their matches are on dark or elevation. Yeah. So we never see them. So it's one of those records where you're like, hey, these guys are, you know, yeah, we see them. They're like they're thirty and one. We're like, yeah, but against who? Yeah, yeah. I've only <laughs> seen your loss. So yeah. as far as I'm concerned, you're trash fucking get in line behind the dark behind silver and reynolds you know get behind the dark order yeah pretty much then we had cody rhodes coming out mixed reaction as usual lots of booze uh he goes under the ring and sets up a big ladder right in the middle so i think we know what he's getting to but uh he takes a while to get there he just at first he starts he talks about cm punk and the pipe bomb and how he lived it or something and uh there was some more heckling in the crowd just a lot of chanting shut the fuck up throughout the whole promo and uh i don't know cody looked like he was getting a little rattled at points but uh he says uh yeah you want to know why i won't turn heel because you cheered me when i needed the most when i was building this company and cody says if you're a journalist who covers what we do and disagree with anything i say tonight you're not a journalist and I'm like, what? That doesn't sound very... He's saying if you don't agree with me, your opinion means nothing. That's not very... Yeah, fair. maybe he was talking to one person, like uh, Meltzer <laughs> or like Alvarez specifically, and the maybe yeah. we didn't catch... Because I also didn't, ca- didn't catch that. <laughs> this, whole, this whole promo was kind of jumping from one point to another without... I don't know. He was... Uh, yeah. I don't know. Then he starts talking about how he built the Forbidden Door and starts mentioning a bunch of guys on the roster and... Uh, he says we're not in the business of renaming people like Gunner McGillibuddy or something. <laughs> that was a, now that uh, was a good line. Yeah, that he got a good, a good laugh, a good cheer <laughs> from that. <laughs> and then they went back to booing him. And uh, he finally gets around to challenging Sammy Guevara to a ladder match at Beach Break to unify the TNT titles. And then, of course, he climbs the ladder and raises the belt, which seemed like a very WWE thing to do, to actually just have to climb the ladder at the end of your promo. But... This whole promo was just all over the place. I don't know what the hell all that other stuff was for just to lead to that ladder Yeah, match, it was but. so <laughs> close to possibly being good, right? Like, like I passion could, is great. Yeah, you know, I could see, I could feel a lot of the places where he was going. Of course, there were some direct quotes from CM Punk's pipe bomb. Uh, when he mentioned New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor. Like, there were some direct kind of things. Uh, there, but I don't know. Yeah, it, it fell flat, but it could have been really good. You know, taking credit for <laughs> the Forbidden Door. Um, yeah. 
because we do. I feel I've, like he I, tried to, and we. I, I. At least I kind of forget that. You know, I don't. You know, Cody. You know, without maybe giving him all the credit, Cody Rhodes is a massive, massive, massive reason as to why we watch AEW twice a week. <laughs> you know, like yeah. truly without him. I mean, he is a Rhodes after all. This man is a Rhodes. <laughs> he isn't just some motherfucker who's who was over in a different country. No, no, he's legit, and uh, yeah, he did have a big part of this company being what it is today. Exactly, and first all in and everything it led to. Uh, but yeah, no, I think he just tried to squeeze too much, hit too many points in this promo, and was just all over the place and. Uh, but yeah, he's always passionate, always great delivery in whatever he says. So, and he's addressing it—the whole heel thing. I'm not going to turn heel, all that. Mm-hmm. So it's out there. But let's move on because we got Malachi Black and Brody King making his in-ring debut to take on uh, the Varsity Blondes. I think that was another thing Cody said. He's like, "Yeah, a guy named Brody came in. You got balls. He's like, you got balls to come <laughs> in AEW named Brody. You balls. Yeah, like, don't you?" have like 10 guys with the same name in AEW. You got, you're just a bunch of cages and pages over there. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Malachi Black, Brody King taking on the Varsity Blondes. And uh, yeah, just mostly a dominant performance here from the House of Black. They beat the Blondes around. They hit their finisher, the Dante's Inferno. Get the win. Just a dismantling here of the number four ranked team. Uh, then afterwards, Black gets on the mic, but then Pac appears on the screen. He's got his eyes wrapped up still. He cuts a promo, but then at the end, he pulls the bandage down, which reveals his eyes, and there's no corruption there. It looks like he's healed. Or at least didn't see any face paint or anything. Yeah, it didn't see anything. It kind of, or I was going to say almost like this, uh, like this Matrix, um, Neo Matrix Revolutions, you know, like a Christ thing. You know, he can't see, but he can, <laughs> he can, he can see everything. Um, he, and he was holding some kind of tarot looking card. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll see. See when he comes back, he'll probably just be the same guy. To but, me, though, uh, we 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 spoke about it a bit on the rampage prior. Though, if we're talking lady stables, Julia Hart still out there, still with that eye patch, and I've been keeping an eye on her. Um, still, uh, or uh, rather, uh, getting more and more aloof towards the Varsity Blondes. Uh, yeah, there I like was. That. I think there was one moment where I think uh, when Griff Garrison was thrown out. And uh, there was that bit, and then Brian Pillman Jr. was, like, waiting to come in, but didn't really make it happen. Uh, instead of, you know, tending to Garrison down there on the side, doing the, hey, how are you doing? She just leaned back against the uh, against the barricade there, thinking to myself, she doesn't, I don't think she cares what happens to this team. <laughs> I like it. Hopefully that's the direction they're going in, because, uh, yeah, I think Julia Hart, you're better keeping company with Malachi Black than the Varsity Blondes. Well, I mean, no I mean, we're, we're more than that now. We're the House of Black. We're more, than, of Ma- Black, we're yeah. more than just Malachi Black. And that's Black. what we need, you know? Two people is not enough to be a house. We need a couple more. <laughs> I mean, some would argue that two is the smallest possible house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Either way, looking forward to progressing with this yeah. House of Black. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we get Lance Archer taking on Frankie Kazarian, who I feel like we don't see much of these days now that the roster's so stacked. Mm-hmm. But that's the way she goes. Uh, and it also appears Dan Lambert and Jake the Snake kind of working together because uh, Lambert was here at Archer's side. Which was a so. bit bizarre. You know, the uh, there was no men of the hour 
uh, or anything to do yeah. like that. So. And uh, and Archer, he's kind of lining up to possibly be a next challenger for Hangman because, uh, yeah, I mean, Archer, he hits the blackout, gets the win, and then he beats up Frankie some more until Hangman comes out and they exchange blows. So they'll, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen at beach break, but they'll probably have a title match soon. Uh, yeah, maybe not beach break. That could be a little bit close. But yeah, Hangman's over still. We got to keep that energy rocking, uh, which is great for him going forward. Yeah. Uh, so that was that. Then we got women's action. Serena Deeb taking on Sky Blue, who seen a couple times. Young rookie here. Looking for a big win, but uh, not quite ready for it yet. Deeb just kind of handles her with ease and locks in Serenity now to get the tap out. Serenity now! Which, yeah, this was rare. This episode of Dynamite, we had like three or four squash matches. At least three of them, which don't see too often, but not a big deal. Yeah, and Serena Deeb, since turning heel, uh, I think she's enjoyed it. And this uh, Sky Blue, who you're right, yeah, we've seen a couple times. Feels like uh, she got like a Cora Jade vibe going on, also. I mean, yeah, I guess she I, looks you know, kind of like her too. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. She's all, she's wearing Converse shoes. I'm like, hey, this Just is. Like little... she, she comes out with a backwards hat. I'm like, hey, you're our yeah. Cora Jade. And I think they are. They're both like 20, 21 years yeah, old. Yeah, which I get. You know, hey, I'm not gonna knock someone for that, right? They're, hey, there's <laughs> only so many chord progressions you yeah, can put no, out there. You cool. know, eventually someone's gonna do the same. Um, yeah, and I think I also heard they were putting over on com or I guess yeah they were mentioned on commentary that uh, a Karushita is going to be out of action for a little while. Yeah, they did something about her knee or something like that. Something like that. Remember. But uh, like we were just saying over on Rampage, right now there's a hundred percent more uh, belts to contend for. Uh, Serena yeah. Deeb, go make some moves because right now I guess we both have two pretty established heels. As both of our women's champions, so we might have to, uh, you know, maybe Serena Deeb, you know, wrong place, wrong time to be the next in line for one of those championships. Yeah. Is anyone in AEW still the NWA women's champ or is that, I, I can't remember the last time we saw No, that. I don't think, I, do, I don't think I know who the champion is of that even. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Okay. Does NWA even exist right now? It still exists. It still exists. <laughs> they came back. I know they were on pause, I think, during some of COVID. Are they still doing shows? Yeah, I think they're still doing their uh, power show on uh, on YouTube. Okay, that's cool. Well, let's go to the main event of Dynamite. You had the Acclaim taking on Darby and Sting. Uh, before the bell can even ring, the Acclaim just attack. Uh, they attack Darby with a chair, wrap it around his neck, and then throw him headfirst into the ring post. So it could be some serious damage there. The doctors go and check on him, but the ref rings the bell anyway. So Sting just kind of on his own here. Two on one. Uh, so the Acclaim beat him around for a little while, but then Sting fights back. He gets the Scorpion, Scorpion Deathlock applied, but uh, Bowens breaks it up. So... Uh, and then outside the ring, he nails Sting with the chained boom box behind the ref's back. They go to slam Sting on the steps, but then Darby comes flying in, makes his heroic return. Then he just goes on a roll. Well, back on the stage, Sting, uh, they set up a table, and Sting just hits a running, diving splash off the stage onto Caster, breaking through a table. 
So at 62 years old or whatever, he's still doing those big Yeah, he went knees first, I think, in there, actually. (laughs) Yeah, that might have hurt. But uh, back in the ring, Darby finishes his job with a coffin drop, gets the win for him and Sting. Yeah, he when he when 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 Darby came back into the match, it was a great it was great camera work because you the frame was wide enough that you could see him jumping for a long time, but not so <laughs> wide that you saw him running in. It was the, the whoever yeah. that cameraman was, fucking he's the wrestler. He's the goddamn wrestler of the week. That spot looked great. <laughs> Yeah, he just flew right in, right out of and the of frame. And of course, we uh, got um, the first stinger splash in uh, in DC in 22 years. We got the first <laughs> <laughs> Scorpion Deathlock yeah. on TBS in 22 years. Um, we got Sting's first wrestling match and his first win in DC in 22 years. So congratulations uh, to those guys. Yeah, and like I said, uh, Darby and Sting. I mean, I haven't checked the rankings, but they caught him. They got to be up there. They win a lot more than they lose as a team. Yeah, I don't really so. know where this leaves them moving forward. Uh, yeah, is this something? Do they compete for the tag titles, or does Darby Allen still go strong? Right, just kind of on his solo thing. I wonder what's next for these guys. Um, yeah, looking forward to see it. Also, <laughs> uh, there was a um, there was a backstage promo of sorts. Um. Uh. The uh, because we 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 have a business merger, I guess, between Andrade and the Hardy family office. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, because they're rich. They're rich. It. So that's remember <laughs> we've gone over this. So that uh, means yeah, yeah. that means that I guess Andrade and Jose the assistant is now um alongside Matt Hardy, Private Party, Butcher the Blade. Um, I just don't think it's a good investment for Andrade. <laughs> if, if, inv- if an investment is all about a return, I don't know what the return on Andrade is. Maybe Charlotte yeah. is the return you get. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe Ric Flair, maybe. But do we really want to see Ric Flair? No one's giving him a microphone. You think Tony Khan's no. going to give Ric Flair oh. a microphone? Yeah, fucking right. <laughs> I don't know, but... Yeah, that was your episode of Dynamite. And that was pretty much the wrestling week that was. The week that was and the week that will always be. That was our uh that was our week in professional wrestling. Uh let's do our final thing of the show. Let's end the show the way we always do, which is by giving you a wrestler of the week. With the wrestler of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week of the week. I am going to start this one off, Mike. Um, my wrestler of the week. I mentioned it to you a little earlier on in the week. I'm giving my wrestler of the week to a uh, wrestling reporter, Ryan Satin. Satan? Hmm. Satin? Uh, <laughs> so he has um, this series of videos which are just about, uh, or like, you know, just like series of interviews. So he's there on Fox. Uh, Out of Character is the name of the program. Some of them he's doing over Zoom, some he's not. And it's not kayfabe at all. And I've actually really enjoyed it. I've watched a lot of Becky Lynch. I've watched our boy uh, Eric Bugenhagen, Rick Boogs. 
Um, and actually, you know, they're 30 to 45 minutes. They're pretty digestible. Actually, one of my favorites, I think, was actually Baron Corbin. Um, hmm. that dude, yeah, this was a great interview. He's a smart, he knows what's going on. He's a smart guy. Uh, he suggested the name Happy Corbin, and I got a kick out of that. He gives you a good story. <laughs> uh, you get Becky Lynch calling her husband Colby. Um, Seth, well, you mean we know him as Seth Rollins. The, the, yeah. the, the, uh, the legal judicial system knows him as Colby Lopez. Uh-huh. Um, Lopez. Exactly right. You would never think. Yeah, it's it, it's cool if you like if you like um, non kayfabe stuff. If you're looking just for an interview, you can listen to or put on or whatever. Uh, out of character with Ryan Satin. There's some good ones up there. I think you'd enjoy it. Cool, cool. Well, uh, yeah, I'm gonna give my rest of the week to someone for doing some talking as well. But I'm talking about John Moxley just for that great return promo everyone was happy to see and uh yeah i've heard he's already booked to defend he's still the gcw champion so he's at a gonna defend that in a week or two but i'm sure we'll be seeing him seeing him wrestle on a more regular basis as well in aew fantastic not only aew new japan world strong yeah, their American chapter, wherever he wants to go. Just real excited to see just his wrestling career back back up and running, you know? Yeah, looking great, Mox. Uh, yeah, I saw someone post a picture of, like, his last appearance between now and when he got back. And, yeah, you can tell he's lost some weight. He's looking good. So, uh, yeah, good for you, Mox. You love hearing it. Love hearing it. Congratulations, Ron, uh, to John. I almost called him Ron Moxley. John <laughs> Moxley, um, you're the rest of the week. And that was uh, all the time we have for the show. Thanks for listening. Rate, review, like, subscribe. The show is everywhere. Uh, and be, ter- be sure to tune in next week because it will be our Rumble uh, preview show. Mike, your favorite pay-per-view. Uh, I really oh, can't yeah. wait. Can't wait. Always a fun one. Uh, yeah, we'll break that all down next week. Break it all down next week, baby. Looking forward to it. Uh, and that's all I got to say, Mike. You take care of yourself. All right. See you next time. <laughs>